you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Back Row Movie News and The Alien Legacy. It's another one. We're talking about Alien Covenant this time. You know what? Alien Covenant? I love it. It's a bit of a disappointment. I was looking forward to somewhat some stability from uh, Prometheus to be the first movie in the franchise from the same director. It's, uh, it was looking good in the trailers. Everything was feeling good. But you know what? Uh, the same problems from Prometheus followed, and then there was a whole new batch of problems. I'm going to tell you about those and the things that I liked right here on Back Row Movie News. Welcome to the best seat in the house, everybody. I'm Chase Kupo. If you want to go ahead and hit that subscribe button down below if you're watching, or uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or rate us on iTunes or Facebook, anything you do helps us out greatly. Thank you. All right, and let's just start this out, per usual, with Alien Legacy. We're talking about the score first. You know what? Interestingly enough, the score was a tough one for me. Uh, in the theater, I was almost taken out of the experience when I first heard the uh, the use of pieces from Jerry Goldsmith's original work. It's the main title theme that everyone knows, but wasn't actually in the original movie. It was a it was an outtake, and then they put it back in because people liked it. But I mean, I fucking love that music. One of my favorite soundtracks to listen to ever. One of my favorite tracks ever, like from any movie score. But uh, it was it was weird to hear it here because. It just, I don't know, I didn't expect it. It is technically the first movie that used it in a theatrical release. and that, I mean, even when I watch when I watch the Blu-ray of Alien, I always watch the theatrical release. I don't really care for the extended cut. So it was weird. But, you know, overall, Jed Kurzel, the composer, he did a nice job capturing the horror vibe along with that hint of, like, grand, religious, what-does-life-mean kind of questions and themes that Ridley Scott was going for. And it feels like a score for an Alien movie, which is good. Some people didn't th- think the same about of Prometheus's score, but sometimes I think it was at the expense of the cinematic experience. And just like that, we're talking about the characters and/or the script. So not too great. Let's start with the bad, the human characters. <sighs> Catherine Waterston's Daniels was more of an attempted carbon copy of Ripley, more so than uh, uh, Shaw was in Prometheus, and. Um, Daniels, I think she was supposed to have the same sort of arc and feel as Ripley. And the way they wrote the movie, which was Prometheus mashed with Alien, but kind of horribly. It didn't really, it felt like three different movies and they didn't all jive together. So it ended up feeling rushed and kind of sloppy story-wise. They stuck with that classic Ridley Scott habit of uh, focusing, well, especially more so later in his career... They focus on moving the plot forward and less on the characters. It's really, it's a lot of go, 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 and he's he's picking up the pace and trying to create tension on the go, and then he kind of cuts it a bit, like the tension slows, and then he builds it up. It's real weird. And um, I think they actually did well introducing the characters, even though the captain's death 10 minutes into the film didn't really work. Uh, it, it Not emotionally, it just wasn't enough. 
but unlike it, it was unlike Prometheus where they didn't take any time to introduce a lot of the characters and it just they all came across as shite uh, <laughs> case and like that one so basically okay so basically the Ripley copy Daniels she comes across as a, a rushed rehash and I think that um, they ended up wasting that 30 minutes they spent developing characters because a lot of people think that the first 30 minutes of the movie, like, that was it. They were like, this is a real good alien movie. This is capturing me again. It feels interesting, mysterious. I kind of like these people. Because once the action started, the human characters, the, the the development and, you know, the further development and payoffs, it became inconsistent, rushed, and and stuck between David's development and uh, the protomorphs, the, the xenomorphs' screen time. I liked the idea of Orm's character, who ended up being Captain Orm, which was actually an extension of Shaw in a way. Uh, but once again, there was no time for him to, uh, there was no time for him to be more than a shell of a character. Danny McBride was awesome as Tennessee, and he was likable, but really not much further. Uh, the rest of the cast was pretty much just there to die, or uh, you know. Either they died immediately, or they were there to say, I have a spouse every few minutes to try and create tension, and it didn't really work. That was a bit of a cheap out. A cop out, excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, so they tried, they tried, they made the crew out of couples because I think their idea was, and they said it in interviews, they're like, oh, we made this crew a bunch of couples. So, immediately, when one is on the ship and one's on the planet, then they're gonna be, there's gonna be automatically tension built into the script, but it doesn't work like that. We have to believe it! But that's okay. Uh, the movie, the movie, I think it would have benefited from about a two and a half hour runtime. The final runtime was about two hours and four minutes, which is pretty much standard for Alien and Prometheus. So that's pretty much how it goes with the Ridley Scott Alien movies. But Scott and the studio wanted to keep that runtime down, and I think it hurt it because if they had more time, they could have spent that thirty minutes or so on the characters introducing the story slowly. Then they would have had more time to. Uh, they would have had more time to balance it. Snoke would have been proud because they could have worked on... They could have further developed the characters. There could have been better through lines in their development. And then there would have been more time to mix David and uh, Walter's interactions with the the aliens. And then, you know, just paying off Prometheus. But, you know, it's, it's worth mentioning again here that the fact that the Neomorph scene, when the action really first started, when, it, when it, uh, the two were bursting out of people and then they were getting attacked in the grass, the first half was a... The first half of the movie was a pretty good one. It made me think that we'd be getting something really, really, really good. Something dark and moody with enough of David and Prometheus in it to be satisfying and entertaining. And, uh, no. Alien Covenant was the result of Ridley Scott and the studio hearing only one single minute complaint. Where are the Xenomorphs? They took that one and ran with it. I mean, I, I love the movie. Love it. But it will forever be an absolute misfire on so many levels. Uh, saying that all, now for the good. Love this movie, man. The androids. The masses of hardcore fans and general audiences aren't loving Scott's obsession with androids in the prequels and them kind of taking the franchise over. But I think it's hard to deny that they are doing some great stuff with Fastbender. And that's the end of my sentence. Uh, they're doing some great stuff with Fastbender. He seemed to relish in the psychotic turn that David took in Alien Covenant. In Prometheus, um, he was more of a he was more of a gray area character. He was he was a, a a robot learning all these new things. He had a really corrupt creator, 
and he left at an interesting point in Prometheus, and then they took the timeline forward about ten years to, in Covenant, and he was just kind of just a dominate the the world, kill everybody sort of villain. But still, I think that the performance and the writing made him a formidable villain, and he was fun. He was he was frightening at times, but the absolute uh, the absolute negative view on humans, humanity, and the rise of AI. So what we see? Oh no, wait. Let me start that one over. Oh, okay. Now some of the script. <laughs> now, <laughs> now some of the script pandered to David, and uh, they pandered to him winning. They made the humans real weak, and there was no reason to root for them. So him being a good villain was partly a result of some pretty horrible other characters. But still, Scott Ridley Scott seems absolutely negative. When it comes to uh, humans and humanity, the rise of AI. So what we see and experience in Alien Covenant makes sense, even if it's a bit forced. Also, the Walter character it's is great in that it fulfills David. I, much like Scott, have developed a huge man crush on Michael Fassbender and David. I mean, la- last thing here on, on that. <laughs> that's important, but the last thing here is the ending was really obvious. Almost anyone could see it coming from a mile away that David replaced Walter and then he was going to tell uh, Daniels either right before she went to sleep or, or he was, or he's going to reveal himself after they were both asleep. But Ridley Scott knew that. I think him and the writers did a nice job of playing it up enough, just enough to make it scary. We all knew it was coming, but they kept pushing it back. So the twist end was a little like, oh, like in the theater. It was very surprising, albeit obvious. So there's a lot of problems, I think, with the script, the characters, just the pacing it's just all over the place but there is enough really good stuff going on in that and just on the surf that makes this a great movie now let's uh flip over to the genre and tone uh back to sci-fi horror they tried to go back to alien but it ended up being a prometheus type movie hiding very unsuccessfully under an alien skin and it relied on barely using any lights during production i know horror isn't too bright and happy but fuck man it's some scenes were not discernible in the theater like Walter and David talking like that one that not famous but there's one shot where it's them just sitting face to face and it's like one shot the whole time they don't really cut so that's like cool technologically but like I couldn't see it half the time in the theater there's just one light on them in that whole scene but you know, that's fine uh, is uh, I lost my place <laughs> okay Plus, the color grading, it seemed a bit much. They went for a real mute look, but to me it was a little off, and I guess I understand why they did it at this point, but it just looked too gray and colorless at times. And also, they I think they, like, the tone and, like, some of the scenes and callbacks, I think they tried to mash every single Alien movie into one, and they somehow achieved it, but it made it feel like an uneven, made it feel uneven. It had sci-fi, some mystery, some action at the end. The third act, they tried to make it a big action scene a couple times, and they tried to recreate the end of Alien. And there was some, there was horror, of course, but none of these really mixed well. I am glad that they let Fassbender be funny a couple times and show his comedy on screen because he's a really funny guy when you watch his like interviews and on the behind the scenes stuff. So they gave the audience a little bit more room to laugh and be more comfortable than they were in Prometheus. And that really, I think that highlights how well the actors did in Alien because they were so cohesive and just naturally kind of funny. Just It just felt, 
it felt real who they were. So when shit started to hit the fan, it was like, oh no, this isn't good. So it and that didn't work out with Covenant. I think they were trying to get back to that in some sense, but it did not work. And uh, let's touching on uh, last few things here. Okay, cool. We're touching on the last few things here. We're going to talk about the uh, the set and creature design, just the overall design of the film. Man, it's pretty cool. Unfortunately, it's nowhere close to as cool and enjoyable as like the best movies in the franchise. But it is a well crafted, a well crafted and interesting world. The engineer city reveals a civilization that prefers to live like more naturally and rely less on technology, even though it obviously dwarfs humanity's knowledge and abilities. It is, I believe, early Roman mostly. I think that's what they were working off of in terms of architecture. Uh, if if this movie was better, the Dead Engineer City would have been one of the more memorable sets in sci-fi history. The bombing sequence thought it was beautiful and it was scary. I fucking <laughs> scary. I can't remember the artist that it was inspired by, and uh, and the one there was a, there was an artist that did a, a short or some sort of painting that Ridley Scott was inspired by. So we had that artist come in and supervise the sequence when they when they uh, made the bombing sequence based off of it. But it was really nice. It, and I can't... Uh, it kind of made us question exactly how those urns with the, uh, the black pathogen work. But Scott doesn't seem to give too much of a fuck. I mean... Uh, keep losing my place. Sorry, fellas. Uh, it doesn't seem to give too much of a fuck about continuity with things such as that. <laughs> uh, the body horror, the, the bursting, and Shaw's... Shaw's dead body were high-quality sci-fi horror imagery. The xenomorph in from the original movie is forever going to be the best design of it for me, but this one in the movie is nice because it looks more natural, which is, in a way, somehow maybe not more scary, not scarier, but it's like scary. It's adjacent to the original. It's still scary. It's more natural and animalistic, and that works with this film. Plus, it's nice that it's... Uh, it's like an homage to Giger's original Necronom 4 because uh, Ridley Scott actually wanted to do the redesign instead of using the same design from the original because he thought he could make it look better and he wanted, which I don't know if he did, but he wanted to make it closer to Giger's original work to, honest him, to honor him because uh, when Giger designed the alien, it was based off of his own Necronom 4, but he switched it up a little for the movie. And the creature itself actually, unfortunately, seemed much dumber and less cool than we've seen in pretty much most, most of the previous movies. But that was because Scott wasn't really interested in doing another Alien movie. I mean, I think he was, but he wanted to do something different. He allowed those scenes seemingly to be written out of spite, if you ask me. It also proves how much I romanticized the beast from the original movie. It seemed so scary and stalkerish and smart because it was but because they didn't have the budget to make it a super-fast, animalistic uh, hunter. Covenant shows what might have been if they could have convincingly created those images, you know, via computer or some other technology back in 1978 when they were filming it. The Neomorph was a nice addition to the franchise, a good job of evolving the design from film to film, as it was obviously a step from... Uh, obviously a step from the deacon that showed up for two seconds two seconds in Prometheus which was, it was meant as some sort of fan service but it ironically just ended up causing problems now to really start to wrap this up uh, comparing it to the movies that have come before and that uh, that might that might succeed it not great I think it was one of the weakest entries in the franchise actually it's down there with uh, well 
it's down there with like uh, under Alien 3 and Resurrection or around there. I mean, I like all of the movies, but still. Uh, there's hints on screen and behind the scenes of an outstanding movie. Fresh for the fran franchise and possibly for the whole sci-fi genre. But it ended up being a shell of a movie in all of the categories above. And, you know, in conclusion, basically, guys, to really, really wrap this up for the third time, Alien Covenant, it's a film that's definitely, definitely worth a watch. It has some nice hints and details for the hardcore fans of the movies, and I think it provides enough thrills for casual fans and moviegoers. I think it fails because they tried to mash Prometheus and Alien in a summer blockbuster movie. They made it too short and then they relied on tropes and shallow characters to move through a story with some higher concepts in the background. I loved, loved the movie, will forever love it, but unfortunately it is a misfire. Well that about wraps it up for today you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this one, the flow may be a little quicker than normal, I'm just bounce, 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 but still. I really appreciate anyone that's checking these out. Go ahead and drop a comment down below. Tell me what you think about Alien Covenant. Where do you think they can go from here? My next video is going to be about that. Uh, give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. It's right down below. Like I said, drop a comment. Tell me about Alien Covenant, any other alien movement, or anything you want to bring to the discussion. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Official for updates on upcoming videos. How many of you guys... We reminded you in the last video, but the Instagram account, we, we fucked up. We got locked out. We created another page. It's Back Row Official. No, no, no. It's Back Row Movie News on Instagram. It's Back Row Official on Facebook and Twitter and Back Row Movie News on Instagram for now. Uh, go ahead and follow those. And uh, thank you once again. This has been great. It's going to be great. Fucking love you guys. Have a nice rest of your day.